Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. Almost uh, cry when I, I say this responsorial psalm or hear the uh, the reading from the book of Revelation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It's I told you much as I talk about deliverance ministry and exorcism. You guys probably think of the exorcist or something. I'm not, and I'm not doing this all the time. But the stories when we do, it's very often very very dramatic. I think I told you about the story of us. You know, we were the exorcist was there, and we were praying over the. This poor woman who was possessed, and we just kept saying, "Holy, what's this? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty! Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty!" It was so powerful, and the, this, these, you know, they take control of your physical faculties, and so they're flailing around this poor woman, you know, and but then the demon was cast out. Simply by crying out what we cry out at every Mass. Sanctus, 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 Dominus, Deus, Sabaoth. We are in a battle, folks. It's not, that's why it's just not about being a nicer person. There's a real spiritual battle happening. It's powerful. Why does that drive the demons so crazy? Because that's what they were created to do. To stand in the throne room of God and to cry out, holy, holy, holy. So it drives the demons crazy, we believe, because they'll never do that. They were created to do that. And now for all eternity, they've lost that. It's really, it's powerful. It says 11 times in the responsorial psalm, praise the Lord. Isn't that great? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, it's like, do we praise the Lord? You know? So we have a festival of praises, right? We just get together and praise the Lord to praise God. It's so healthy to praise God, you know? And I mean to like praise Him with our mouth. We praise Him with everything we do, with our actions and getting out of bed in the morning, right? Just existing gives God glory and praise. But try praising Him throughout the day or start in your car so no one can see you, you know? It's like... Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You are worthy of all praise. You are good. You're a good father. You are my good shepherd. You are my king and my creator. I praise you for your goodness. I praise you for you. I worship. What happens when we do that is, right? There's a great song that says, our hearts will rise when we open our eyes and I see you in glory and we're taken by love. When we exclaim and praise God, our hearts rise and our eyes are open and we see more clearly, right? It's so easy, and I feel like I always say the same thing, so sorry, to look out at the world and be so discouraged, right? Praise pierces that discouragement. It pierces through the disappointment. It pierces through the darkness, and it focuses our eyes on God, reminds us that our God is still 
God in the heavens above and on the earth below and that there is no other. That's what praise does. So we have to really become a people of praise and personally of praise. Real quick on the gospel. We heard this past weekend about the talents, right? God has given us talents. He's meant us to use them. And we, you know, often because of fear, we pull back, right? And, you know, not, we don't trust in the one who gave us the talents. You know, it's like no matter how many talks I ask to give all throughout the country, I'm still go, oh, they should have chosen someone else. Why am I here? There's so many other people. You know, it's like, I don't trust in the one who gave me the talent, you know? Or when I was the starting quarterback, I started for three years and I never believed I should have been the starter. Somebody else always should have been the starter. It's like, what? Trust, trust. So trust in God who gave you the talents and put those talents to use. We do not want this man to be our king. Right? That's what they said. I don't want this guy. I want this guy to be the king. Why? Same thing, fear. We're afraid that this king, namely Jesus, will take something away from us. He will. Jesus wants to take something away from you and me. What he wants to take away from you is that which most takes away your life. What's he want to take away from me? He wants to take away my jealousy, my envy, my anger, my gluttony, my whatever it is, whatever you're, whatever you're ruled by, whatever you're enslaved to. So we have the image of a king as being an oppressor. But this king, Jesus Nazarenus, Rex Judeorum, right? Rex is king, I-N-R-I. This king is not a tyrant. When you submit to this king's kingship, and there's part of us, maybe we're 90% or 80% or 50%, but there's part of us that haven't fully submitted to his kingship. When we submit to his kingship, we become not subjects of the king, but sons of the king. And you know what sons and daughters get? The inheritance. All that I have is yours. Enter into your master's joy. So wherever he's pressing, I want to be king of your life. Wherever he's pressing, wherever you feel yourself resisting. Uh, I don't know if I want you to be, I'll let you be king of this part, but not this part. I'm going to let go today. Lord, come be the Lord of my life. Be the king of my life. I desire your rule of peace, of joy, of love to reign in me. Please stand.